Standoff, the podcast where we put abilities from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure up against each other in a bracket to determine which stand is objectively the best. My name is Kingdom, and I use he/him pronouns. My name is Cat, and I use she/her pronouns. In moving through the bracket, we'll be using six criteria rated from E to A to inform our decisions. These are appearance: what does the stand look like? Ability: what does the stand do? Versatility: how much can the stand do? Understandability, how easy it is to get what a stand does. Reference, the names of the stands are referential, and how much do we like the reference that it is? And X-Factor, just how much do we like the stand in general? We'll be looking at the stands in a vacuum away from their user, and we'll, uh, we'll go back to the reference if, it, if we need to do it. And this podcast will have spoilers up through like around chapter 80 of part 8, so don't yell at us if you get spoiled. Yeah, we, we have all the matchups in the description. We advertise them on Twitter. You'll you'll know if it's something you haven't seen yet. Um, But yeah, we're back. We got more episodes. We're less spicy this time, I would say. Yeah, we, we've had like a, how many weeks? Like a couple weeks to just chill. We kind of needed it. It's been like three weeks or so. I think at one point I yelled at you to keep something in the recording and I, I, I apologize for that. You did, and I did leave it in because it was hilarious. All right, good. Yeah, that was like in the first five minutes of episode six. It was it was really good. Is this episode seven? Are we seven episodes into this? This is episode seven, yeah. We're coming up on two whole months of standoff. There's going to be so much more. There's going to be so much more. There's at least a year and a half of content, almost. I hate it when you say that. I hate it when you when you quantify it like that. Listen, we're in it for the long haul, and it's going to be good. It's going to be consistently good all the way through, and we promise you that, listener. It's not. It is. Hey, hey, it is. And hey, today, we don't have any really bad stands to talk about, except for the last one, kind of. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Well, today for us, next week for them. Exactly. Yeah, but in this episode, episode seven of Standoff, our matchups are Chocolate Disco versus Superfly and Metallica versus Love Love Deluxe. Are all pretty pretty good stands. This is gonna be like it's shorter discussion, but they're all interesting, except for Chocolate Disco. I'm pretty sure you hate Chocolate Disco. I used to hate it. We'll get to a part about it that I learned while I was researching. Okay. Which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it's it's fun. Do you want to start with that one? Sure. We can start with Chocolate Disco. Uh, chocolate Disco appearance. What do Chocolate Disco look like? Chocolate Disco is another fashion accessory stand. That's what Part 7 got. Part 7 is about fashion. Yeah. Well, the whole thing's about fashion. Mainly Part 6, if we're being fair. Okay, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Chocolate Disco takes the form of an armband with eight columns of keys that move around the band, kind of like a slide puzzle, if you need an image comparison. Uh, they're comprised of coordinates that are made up of letters and numbers. And when the armband is activated, it creates a grid in front of the user. And both the grid and the armband are yellow. In the colored version of the manga. I'm not sure if that's fully official but that's where we're gonna go off of yeah i think i think the colored scans are official just the translations aren't oh okay yeah let's see i'm a fan of how chocolate disco looks i feel like like i said i'm a big fan of accessory stands 
And it just, it looks good for what it is and what it does. It's a tool as opposed to like a ghost. And that's cool. It's a tool. Like it's, it feels like a superhero kind of thing. I, I like it too. I'm a, I'm a big fan of how it looks. Not a big fan of the, I'll just say it now, get it out of the way. I'm not a big fan of the dude. He just kind of shows up, but that's not part of this. I like how Chocolate Disco looks. Oh, I totally forgot that I was going to make that joke. <laughs> oh yeah, we could just sit here and just say Chocolate Disco once and then we're done talking about it. Mm-hmm. Chocolate Disco, that's all we're going to say. Um, Yeah, the dude's weird. D-I-S-C-O is... Are you supposed to spell out his name? Because his name is written out. D-I-S-C-O. I think it stands for... I think it's Disco. I, th- I think it's supposed to mean Disco. I think it's an acronym for Disco is Super Chocolate, obviously. All right, yeah. It's way better than anything I could come up with. Uh, so, Chocolate Disco... Uh, wait, 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 we need to give it our grades. What do you give it for appearance? No, I gave it a B. I gave it a solid B. I also gave it a solid B. Very nice. Cool. Yeah, what what that do, though? So, it makes the grid on the ground with like with letters and numbers corresponding to each number, each thing. And he, he plays Battleship with people. If he moves around the the bands on his arms to different coordinates he can teleport in i think himself and also other people and and objects around the the grid and it's really cool it's specifically any flying objects so anything like throws or drops will come with that same velocity falling in that square so i imagine it'd be like jumped he could teleport himself but i don't think he does in canon I think he should be able to. So I'm going to say he does. He can. Okay. You know, I respect that. It's kind of, it's kind of bad. Wow. What? <laughs> like, it's cool and it does what it does, but it's like, you could just throw sand in his eyes and then walk up and punch him in the face. You know, like if he can't see you, he can't use his, his ability. It, it kind of does require a bit of a big brain. Yeah, you have to have those Mensa brain reads on where your opponent's going to move. You have to... What does Gyro do? Doesn't he, like, light a fire and the heat refraction messes up his vision? And so it looks like he's in a different square than he is. And Disco misses and Gyro hits him with his big ball. I think I repressed that fight. (laughs) I was more interested with who shot Johnny, I'm going to be honest. Who Shot Johnny is a lot more interesting, if not a lot more confusing. And yeah, this is also a stand that shows up for half a chapter. Yeah. Well, technically it has its own arc because there's chocolate disco parts of chapters, like chapters that are parts. Okay. But it only is in chocolate disco part two. It shows up to stall. The dude shows up, says chocolate disco just to stall Gyro from helping Johnny. That's it. It works. It did work. Rocky made it happen. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of the ability. I think it's cool. I think it's interesting, but I also think it sucks. I think that this is, while it is an interesting design for the stand, I feel like this is a very early JoJo stand ability. That's fair. Yeah, I could see it being in part four or three. I This may be a hot take. I gave it a D. Wow. Okay, honestly, I have B written down, but you can talk me down to a C. Okay. I'll yeah, I'll split that difference. I mean, it is 
It's not that bad, I suppose. I have a soft spot for teleport abilities. I think they're cool. Teleport abilities are cool. You know, that's right. And, you know, that would be... I think I'm going to bump versatility up to a D from an E to move on to that. Because I just thought, like, mm-hmm. you could be cooking in your house and you can activate chocolate disco and just, like, toss your garbage in the air and have it land in your trash can. That's pretty good. Yeah, the only thing really stopping at that point is that they have to be uh, flying objects and the range which i think is 20 feet yep the grid is 20 feet in front of the user yeah so it's versatile in that specific spot which i guess goes for a d excellent yeah so we're in agreement there and then understandability i give it a b to an a because you're you're playing battleship essentially exactly i give it an a it makes sense you put in your coordinates you drop your thing it goes to the coordinate there's nothing too wacky about that it's like a game. It has rules. Unlike a lot of stands. Every stand has rules. Whether or not they're internally consistent or make sense is up in the air, but they got rules. Or if they just break the rules, then whatever. What the- Why can Starfinger's fingers just... <laughs> Starfinger's fingers just stretch? Why can, why can Hyrule <laughs> and Green and Silver Chariot be tiny? And it never comes up again. Can they all can I think do we talk about this already on the show? We did. We talked about I don't remember when or why, but we did. I yelled about it already. The Emperor could theoretically just be a giant cannon. It wouldn't be a cannon, it would just be a big handgun. Okay, a big handgun is a cannon. Whatever. If we already talked about it, we already talked about it. The people know. They've been informed. But we're going to talk about that again. We're going to have to talk about it when we talk about the lovers. We're going to have to talk about it when we talk about Hierophant Green. We're going to have to talk about it when we talk about Silver Chariot. We're going to have to talk about it when we talk about Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. How big can you get? How small can you get? How did Silver Chariot and Hierophant Green get so small? We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> We'll get there. There's a reason, I'm sure. We just haven't done enough research yet. I don't think there is, but we'll we'll discuss it again many times, and I think everybody's gonna get sick of it real quick. Uh, what do you think about the reference for Chocolate Disco? I love the reference for Chocolate Disco. Is this what turned you around on it a bit? Was this the the thing, or was that something else? It is part of this. I learned that apparently... I didn't get it from a credible source. I got it from YouTube comments. But apparently, chocolate. Well, okay, chocolate disco is the K, or not, J-pop song by a group called Perfume. Yes, it's very poppy Japanese. Very. Apparently, according to YouTube comments I read, Araki put chocolate disco as a stand because his daughter wanted him to. It was for his daughter. Huh? Araki has kids. Apparently, hold on. I didn't actually look that up. What are the? <laughs> I was typing it, does Hiroko Araki have, and one of the things was amnesia. (laughs) Yes. He got hit in the head and he forgot how all his own stands work. He does. He has two kids, so. What the fuck? Okay. Okay, that's fine. I believe that. It's possible. I believe that because this is the only, like, J-pop song or J-rock song. It's the only Japanese song that's referenced, I think. So far, it is it's at least the only japanese language song we can say that assuredly um and it's great i fucking love it it's just fun j-pop i'm not big on j-pop but i like that 
I like the sentimental value that he did it for his daughter. I I respect that. Same. I I gave it an A. I gave it a C to a B. I'm not a huge fan of the song. What? But no, it's so good though. Did you watch the music video? I did. It was trippy. But yeah, it's so good. Come on. All right. Come on. You know you love J-pop deep down in your heart. You know it. I'm gonna say I'm against the idea of giving it an A for the reason that I don't think it fits the stand or the character very much. <sighs> but I'll I'll concede. I'll concede if I have to. Wait, so you're saying that Disco, a weird steampunk cowboy-looking motherfucker, doesn't really mesh with a J-pop song? Honestly, I'm not seeing it. You're right, and I was too caught up in my love of J-pop, and I'll bring it down to a B. It doesn't really fit. I'm so powerful. I can sway anyone. We've we've swayed each other a couple of times. This is That's fair. open and honest discussion about how we really feel about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And about how objective we are in our decisions. Very. Speaking of objectivity, uh, what do you give up for X Factor? <laughs> uh, I have mixed feelings on it because it's like very limited, but also I just in general think it's a cool ability, but I also don't like the way it's used in the story. I think it could be way like it could have been used in the story way better. Uh, I give it a C. Same. I also give it a C. That's one of... I think that's like only the second or third time we've been in agreement on X Factor for something that hasn't been an automatic A. Which is good, because if we had all the same opinions, this show would be extremely boring. It very much would be. So, that brings us to Chocolate Disco's opponent, which is one of... It's one of, it's one of the goofy ones. It's one of the goofy ones. It's one of the most interesting goofy ones. This is Superfly. And I'll go ahead and tell you what Superfly looks like. It's a radio tower. Well, the stand itself doesn't have a distinct appearance, but it is inhabiting or exists surrounding a radio tower outside of Morio Town. The stand is the menacing signs around the radio tower. (laughs) The onomatopoeia is real. Yeah. But I... So Superfly is cool. I love that its appearance is what it is because it makes it goofy as hell. But like, I could go and drive 10 minutes and see one of those. And see see a Superfly? And see a Radio Tower Kingdom. (laughs) We live in the same town. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I literally wrote Goofy but Cool right next to my appearance rating. I think it's like... It it's one of the first ones that shows that stands can be different in in like in like not like a bestet way that is just really out of place, but in more of a that like that was there we expected that to be there, but it's not what we expected it to be, and it's cool for the story. You're right. That is that is cool for the story. That is, and it is the first one of those outside of Bast, which get to get there. Are we gonna have to talk about? Not to tangent too much. Are we going to have to talk about what happens during that arc? Can we? I'd love to. <sighs> yeah, we will. Okay. But yeah, I like the way it kind of like contorts the tower and makes metal happen when it does part of its ability because um, it counters attacks and it kind of contorts energy out of the tower, which looks cool. I gave it a D or a C though, because it is mundane. Like it's cool for what it is, but it's nothing special. I can agree with the C. Like it's it's goofy but cool, but that kind of balances out to a certain point. 
I can get into what Superfly does, though, which is the real cool part. Please do. The Lovecraftian horror part. So, number one thing that Superfly does, its stand user is trapped inside the radio tower, in like in between the towers. God, like the only word I can think of is legs. It's trapped in between the tower's legs. That's accurate. Yeah. The only way for the stand user initially, but whoever is the one person inside to leave is for somebody else to be inside of it and then become the inhabitant. Uh, if the if the person that is the inhabitant or the occupant or whatever, words are hard, leave me alone, tries to leave without somebody else being in there, they get covered in steel, turned to steel. They get they get messed up bad. And they it's implied they get absorbed by the tower. Yes, it sucks their energy out. It's cool. It also does another thing, though, where, like I kind of lampshaded earlier, if somebody attacks the tower, including the inhabitant, the Superfly redirects that energy around the tower and counterattacks. There's an instance where Crazy Diamond throws a punch barrage at it and, like, shoots that back in energy blast form, and it's an identical barrage of punches. But they're, like, spooky green. (laughs) Yeah, it's got a real Slimer vibe. It's very ghost-like. A lot of Superfly is very, like, ghost-y. It is just a haunted tower, you're right. That's fitting. Superfly's an SCP. I don't know how many people are gonna get that. I imagine some. Superfly's an SCP. What are they called in Control? I don't play- I've never played Control. Oh, it looks really good. I've heard a lot about it, but I haven't- I haven't- I don't have- I don't got no money. Same. Otherwise, I'd have it. Yeah, it's like SCP, the video, James, from what I've heard. Objects of power. Superfly is an object of power. That is true. Um, yeah, but it does those counters. It's haunted. Um, it also like gets punched at one point, and it reverberates the energy around and then shoots rivets out of it to do like ranged attacks and stuff like that. It's very neat. Here's the thing, though. It's neat. But it sucks. (laughs) If you, like, for the person that has it? I'm not, did a person have Superfly originally? Was there a user who got stabbed by the stand arrow under this radio tower and got trapped? Because the dude in part four, he's not the original user of Superfly. He just wandered in there and got trapped and doesn't mention a previous user. What happens if somebody leaves and gets encased in metal and dies and absorbed? The stand's still there. Okay. Here here here's my here's my take. Okay. Superfly is disqualified because <laughs> it's not a stand. It's an SCP. No, we can't do that because we're gonna have to talk about Earth, Wind, and Fire, and we would disqualify it for the same reason. <laughs> we can't do that. It is a stand. What it's like like we would have to disqualify Lefu. That that's the same. Yes. I support that. No, we can't disqualify Lefu. It's good. That's a road. It's it's it, yeah. <laughs> it's a road that got cursed because Jesus got taken to Japan. Thanks, Johnny. Um where are we at with super fly- ability? I give it a C. <laughs> I'll give it a C. I'm happy with the C because it would be objectively bad to have. Yeah. Uh, versatility it's not well i mean he like punches the the wall and then the rivet shoots out and he rides it which is cool but that's like really anime bullshit what did you give versatility a d yeah same yeah specifically because of that too because the way dude attacked it himself to direct attacks he, 
he definitely made the best out of a bad decision, uh, a bad situation. Hmm. This isn't related to this podcast. It's related to this podcast because it's JoJo's. But did that dude wear a skin mask? Um, I forgot about. I know what you're talking about now. I forgot then, <laughs> and I don't like that you made me remember it. I didn't remember it until just now too. The user of Superfly is a weird, dirty bird, and I don't care for him. And he vaguely reminds me of Rohan, which might say a lot about Rohan. Who knows? If he and Rohan had a baby, you would get the fruit appraiser from part eight. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually, I, was, I, I wasn't with you until the end. No, you, get, you got it. And the baby stand would be called doggy style. We'll get there. Yes. Doggy style is the best stand. Mm-hmm. Doggy style is like a worse stone free but we'll get there no that's all alone to me alone to me is the worst doggy style and we'll definitely get there alone to me that's next, next episode. episode yeah um i give it i gave it an a for understandability uh i gave it a b just because the redirecting attacks is kind of goofy and sometimes works in weird ways i mean yeah you're right because it's not direct physics it's like they travel sometimes before they shoot. No, yeah, that's fair. I It has an internal logic that's not immediately obvious. Yeah, and like it looks like in the anime that it like copied Crazy Diamond in the hands punches, which is weird, but whatever. That was cool. So it's okay. This is like what I was talking about last night. JoJo's doesn't give a shit if it makes sense. It makes you feel like the thing is cool when it needs you to feel like the thing is cool. But it makes the show hard. Yeah, that makes this hard. It falls apart when we start digging into it with our chisels and magnifying glasses. But but it looks cool. Let's get through the rest of Superfly. We've been on this for too long. <laughs> okay, I gave reference an A. The reference is to Curtis Mayfield's album Superfly for the movie Superfly. It's a good album. It's groovy as hell. It is, and yeah, the album just whips. Jams, I give it a B just because I would, like we said before, the A is like you put it in a, in a playlist, and I I wouldn't, but it's still good. That's fair. Yeah, it was one of the albums I listened to most of, um, but I also wouldn't put it in a playlist, so that's a B. Um, and I give X Factor an A. Superfly is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> yeah. Superfly is good. X Factor, it's good. Mm-hmm. X Factor. That was a weird day for Josuke, huh? Because that was that same day. That's part of that arc. Yeah. Half of part four is the end of part four. (laughs) Half of part four is a week. Wow, this is a good matchup. These are two object-based stands that both aren't great, but are pretty cool. I think this is the most evenly matched we've been. I think I know which one I'd put through. I want to hear your opinion first, though. So, if you don't th- mind, I don't. Looking at it from an overarching perspective of JoJo's and my taste towards it, and what makes me feel better. No, sorry. Looking at our criteria and the objective truth behind the reality of which of these stands is better overall. Don't worry, we'll cut out the first part. They have to know it's subjective. We won't. <laughs> Um, I think Superfly goes forward. I was going to say Chocolate Disco. I, before Sky's here, before we need to bring her in, let me pitch you this. Chocolate Disco is good and cool, but think about 
Hmm. I can I can be swayed. Yeah, think about how it felt when you were first reading or watching Diamond is Unbreakable and Superfly happened as a whole. And think about how when you were reading part seven and you got to chalk the disco and you were like, wow. Can we go back to the real story, please? This is obviously, yeah, this is obviously filler so that, not filler, but this is obviously just a time sink so that Gyro doesn't get to Johnny in time to do whatever he needs to do. It's that, I will say, you don't need to take that into consideration. That may be being a bit too subjective for our already very subjective show. But I think that the emotion behind Superfly, at least for me, is a lot more impactful than the emotion behind Chocolate Disco. Um, and while Chocolate Disco is a little more, little more interesting, I'd say mainly coming from how it looks as opposed to any ability standpoint, I think that Superfly, the music, is better than the Chocolate Disco track. I think that Superfly has a better ability than Chocolate Disco. Yeah, and I think they're pretty equal in like their versatility and understandability and pretty much everything else. And I think it's really those two that kick it over the top. That's very fair. I think it for me it comes down to like if I'm putting Superfly past Chocolate Disco, it'd come down to how they're used in their respective parts. I think Chocolate Disco had the had the potential to be a much cooler and much more interesting part of the story, but it wasn't really used that way. So I, I I'll go with Superfly. That's that's it. Superfly traps chocolate disco forever. You can't go stop Gyro. You can't. And then how does that even? Ha- I don't remember anything about the Who Shot Johnny Joe Star arc. That was it's a fever dream. Reading it's a fever dream. We already talked about D four C. We don't have to do that for a while. <sighs> yeah, you're right. We never have to talk about that arc again if we don't want to. I mean, we, I think we still I think we still have to. Yeah, we'll have to get into that in more detail. Because D4C definitely beat Kanoom. D4C beat the shit out of Kanoom. Yeah, that was pretty That was pretty profound. We'll have to see what its next matchup is. We're going to have to start really getting in the paint when we get into the later matchups. Like, we're talking about a lot of service level stuff. We're going to have to start pulling. Deep cuts, big research. Like we said, Superfly moves on. And our next matchup is... Metallica versus Love Live School Idol Project Deluxe. It's not what it's called. That's the now people are just gonna be confused if we're talking about Love Deluxe or Love Love Deluxe because those are two different stands. Yeah, no, no, yeah, it's Love Live Deluxe. I'm looking at right here. The reference, the references are um, Start Dash, Susume Tomorrow, Snow Halation, um, Aishiru Banzai. Um, soldier games, trouble busters, after school navigators. I'm really just curious how far you're gonna go with this. I'm I'm losing it. I don't got much more. <laughs> um, and sunny day song. There it is. It's all of them. Those are all the ones that I remember. The name too. Oh, and how low can Muse go? The one that smashed up with the ludicrous song. Well, just to spite you, let's start with Metallica first. <laughs> okay, um, can I talk about what Metallica looks like? Yeah, I love it. Awesome. Yeah, Metallica is a stand that lives inside its user. Um, it manifests as a swarm of little metallic worm-looking creatures. Um, and they've got mouths that are all shaped like they're in horrific agony. 
It's it's like very occasionally one looks like he's real happy. Yeah, the, Metallica is cute. Just cute little boys. They're cute little boys. Their design is based off like blood cells, and also, and this was really delightful to find. They're based off the Hattafatners from Moomin. I don't. I'm. Not, I'm I know what you're talking about. I'm not googling it. Oh, those guys are cute as hell. Yeah, the Hattafatners. For all you out there who aren't familiar with them, they're like little wormy looking ghosts that come out of the ground and they've got arms that are very short with hands that kind of look like wings they're adorable they don't got they don't got arms they just got hands in their sides why they got briefcases they can't pick them up they do they have to go to work they have to do business they gotta go do business i love them that really kicked metallica i mean metallica was already an a i love how it looks like you said they're cute little boys but that really kicked it to an even more solid a for me it's definitely an a absolutely an a in appearance yeah rocky likes moomin confirmed uh i mean i don't i guess the i think the I think the footnote for the fact that they look like Hattafatners was from Iraqi saying that and like Joe Jovalier or something like that. So I'm sure he likes Moomin somewhere deep down. Uh, you want to tell me what Metallica do? I would love to. Metallica can freely manipulate uh, iron, pretty much all of it. Iron in the air, iron in the ground, and he uses it a lot on iron in people's blood. <clears throat> he can turn... Uh, a bunch of iron like he he makes iron in people's blood into sharp objects which is really scary it's really scary uh he uses it to reattach lo- uh, lost limbs uh he can take the iron out of people's out of their blood and iron is the i'm not i'm not a doctor but iron has something to do with uh carrying oxygen throughout the blood so if he, if he takes if he removes the iron from somebody that would eventually make them die of suffocation. Right. So my understanding of it from what I remember from biology is there is a compound in the blood called hemoglobin in which oxygen binds to iron and is carried to where it is needed throughout the body. If you don't got no iron, the oxygen can't bind to it and move throughout the body. So yeah, you essentially suffocate even though you're breathing. And he can also manipulate the iron in the air to make uh, light reflect around him to make him invisible the user this thing. yeah dude's got active camo it's super cool it's so cool and it's part of the reference that i'll get to in reference but i love it okay and even his blood is camouflage because that's got the iron in it but yeah if that wasn't clear with the blood stuff like don't look it up if you're squeamish but he'll just create razor blades in your throat yeah it's brutal a lot of razor blades like way more than way more razor blades than there is iron in a human body but like it's it's anime so by all accounts it doesn't make any sense well everybody stands give you more iron or everybody in jojo's eats a lot of spinach no there's the i don't think i've talked about this on the show but i like the theory that somebody made i think i found on reddit that stand users are inherently more durable than non-stand users like you see people throw the show like like in this fight you see Metallica fuck up Dopio bad <laughs> and uh in a different part of part 5 when they're when all the the boys the the emo rock band are kicking and beating up the random guy cuz they thought he was a stand user he after they kicked him a couple times he passed out and then Abaki was like oh he passed out he must not be a stand user they know yeah no i i agree being a stand 
Being a stand user definitely makes you a more durable person. I think that's accurate. Canonically, I'm all about it. It's good. So yeah, stand users have more iron, which means that the user Metallica can just use it better. They just have they just have like loads of blood. They're just chock full of blood. More blood than you know what to do with. What do you give Metallica for Ability Kingdom? For Ability, I gave it an A. I also gave it an A. I also gave it an A for versatility. Yeah, you could do so much, but he makes himself invisible, dang it. He makes himself invisible. You don't even, you could like, if you're out and you're gardening, you could make a shovel. <laughs> yeah, like theoretically, you could manipulate just like iron around and there's a lot of iron in modern society. Oh, wow. Yeah, imagine if that fight took place in like... Superfly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Superfly or even like a city or anywhere that wasn't the coast of Sardinia. You could probably just like throw steel beams at people. Steel's mostly iron, right? Steel's just like refined iron. I'm not anything. If you think I know things, I'm talking to a listener now. If you think I know things, I don't. And I don't claim to. If I get stuff wrong, I did. <laughs> but yeah, steel, steel's iron, right? It's the same thing. I think it's got iron in the compound. Metallica is like two steps removed from just being magneto yeah like just add some more metal in there it's cool as hell yeah it's very good understandability i think that's also an a i gave it a b why because well i would i give it a b for the idea that he makes way more iron than people have in their blood but if we're going by the idea that stand users just have like a ton of blood then i'm down for an a yeah i jojo's not jojo's stand users have more blood and also it's just rule of cool you know yeah like it's not like it was previously established that they don't have that much blood this for all we know that's normal yeah look they never they never explicitly said that people in this universe (laughs) don't have more iron in their blood than normal so it must be true exactly we are innocent we are correct until proven incorrect okay it sounded like you wanted to get into the reference reference okay first of all this show made me listen to metallica again which i like you sound like you didn't like it i am a metallica disrespecter um i've never really enjoyed them i i've always known darkness imprisoning me all that i see absolute horror i cannot breathe as a joke, I didn't know that was Metallica. I thought it was funny. I thought it was fun to say. I never really got into them. They never seemed like my speed and like all this stuff with the band and all their like copyright stuff or whatever, all those things they had going on always just kind of turned me off. I don't know anything about like the background stuff. I've just listened to music. Yeah, Lars Ulrich is very litigious from my understanding. Um, but I tweeted on Twitter the day I was listening to Metallica for this. Damn, I really don't want to listen to Metallica. And friend of the show, Max, uh, who's at Maxabajillion on Twitter. And also... Thanks, Max. Thanks, Max. And also does a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast called Pot of Greedcast. Uh, that's at Pot of Greedcast on Twitter for all you Yu-Gi-Oh! likers. He had me listen to a few songs that weren't on their Spotify top five list, which is what I was going to just go to. And um, they were, there was, I think one of them was the Four Horsemen. There was Trapped Under Ice and there was Thunderstruck. I don't think. Thunderstruck is ACDC. <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. Something related to the meteorological conditions surrounding lightning. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I don't like their vocals. They got good solos sometimes. 
I gave it a B. They've got a lot of music. Okay, I'm going to pop off for a second. So I don't think, I think one thing is that I think Rocky was specifically going for references from specific songs, and I don't think you mentioned any of them. Oh. So it might be another case of you just didn't listen to the right songs. Because the stand name is just Metallica. It doesn't say, like, these songs. Yeah, exactly. But as the Metallica respecter, please. I think that specifically, like, the user Nero is, like, references Metallica 1 because, like, he's the whatever. You can go into that. We're not talking about stand users. But Invisibility is from uh, part of Enter Sandman. And one of the lyrics is Exit Light, Enter Night. Turns itself invisible, goes away from the light, avoids light. Boom. There it is. And uh, uh, Master of Puppets by Metallica can be referenced to Nero, like controlling his group of gang of of the gang, and also like the little boys are kind of like his puppets that are Metallica. Okay, I give it an A. I'm a big fan. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do with that reference. And you would put Metallica in a playlist. I'll yeah, I'll see that to you. Yeah, I mean, I wound up liking them a lot more than I thought I would as somebody who was previously a Metallica disrespecter. Um, I'm not going to go and listen to more Metallica. That's fair. I don't listen to them regularly, but I'm I'm down for turning on Enter Sandman every once in a while. Nice. Then, yeah. An A for reference. Wow. And an A for X Factor? For me, yeah. This might, this might be the first full A. Yeah, this isn't the first full A. This might be the first full A all around, though. No, yeah, you're right. Because I'm pretty sure, like, Seamoon, you gave a B or a C for X Factor. Um, Heaven's Door might have been. I don't remember. This is a lot higher ranking than I expected to give it. I had everything at an A except for reference. So that this is pretty much what I expected. It's a good stand. It's a bunch of good little dudes. Good uh, story arc, too. It's just good. Metallica's good. Metallica's good. Um, so is Love Love Deluxe, I think. That's debatable. So... Do you want to tell me what Love Love Deluxe looks like? Sure, it's very fuzzy. <laughs> it's very fuzzy. It's a furry girl. Love Love Deluxe is a feminine humanoid stand with mechanical joints at points of articulation around its body from the hips up. It has metal cables connecting its chest to its neck for whatever reason. <laughs> it has fur reminiscent of a short dress and thigh-high boots. It has a big-ass afro. Uh, on that's like hanging off of a single braid on the back of its head. I think the afro doesn't go up; it's in the back. Yeah, it's got an afro that goes back, and the braid goes down the middle of it, and it kind of splits it into two distinct lobes of hair. It's very fuzzy. Very fuzzy. It's cool. I like. I'm biased a little, um, just because there are so few feminine humanoid stands that they all really. I really enjoy all of them, and I feel like with all the fur, um, its ability is directly related to hair. So I feel like it looks really yeah good for what it is and what it does. And I gave it, I gave it an A. I was going to B, but I could go with an A. I'm a, I, I like how it looks. Uh, there's one panel that shows it like on the like from its side, and it it looks a lot worse because it like has its mouth going all the way across its face, like uh, <laughs> like the Joker. Yeah. You know, Love Love Deluxe is like one of like three stands with hair. Really? Love Love Deluxe has hair. Yeah, hair on its head. Uh, Star Platinum has hair, and I can't think of any other stand with hair. Ew. I mean, we discussed that Sea Moon has fur. <laughs> yeah. 
It's not head hair, but it's got like Saiyan fur. No, yep. Correct us on Twitter if more stands have hair. I still want to give it an A though. It's it's hair's good. It's fine. I like that it's got like leg warmers. The leg warmers are real good. Yeah, it's it looks like 80s fashion or like early 90s fashion, just made out of fur. Yeah. Oh, we didn't mention, but it's like yellowish skin with orange hair, orange furry hair, fluffy. Good looking. And its ability is good, too. What it does is Love Love Deluxe has control over the hair of just about anybody within 80 meters of a user, which is like 250 foot range estimating there. But that's a big range for a stand. Um, of this type, at least the uh, the ability allows the user to grow a target's hair at any point that the target has touched. The user can't affect her own hair, and so this is used for a variety of purposes. There was um, a case the user in part eight's a delinquent, so she picks somebody's pocket of their debit card, goes to the ATM they were just at. And uses her ability to start growing hair out of the numbers on the pin pad that they touch. And the hair, the ones that were touched first, grow first and wind up with the longest hair coming out. So doing that, she's able to steal all their money. Steal all the money. Can I just say, uh, it doesn't matter that it can't be used on her own hair because her, her hair is pretty fucking fabulous already. Her hair is great. What's her name? Correa? Carrera. Carrera. Yeah, Carrera's good. Um, yeah, she does that. She like buys takoyaki and then grows the chef's hair out of a piece of it so he gives her a discount she's kind of a piece of shit she is she's a grifter she's just a delinquent young adult she's great i can't can't get the one panel out of my head and i know you i know you know what panel i'm thinking about yeah we were talking about bast like 15 minutes ago (laughs) yeah she was just growing the bald man's hair out yeah, so to elaborate, I guess, because we're not just going to say that and then not elaborate. Uh, she, yeah. She runs a grift where she has people, like, she grows people's hair out of their heads. And then when they get 80 meters away from her, the hair all falls off, but she has them pay her and leave first. So she's meeting up with this old man at this restaurant that the protagonist of Part 8 Gappy's also at. And she's like, okay, old man come to the bathroom with me and gappy's like gappy's like i'm excuse me he assumes it's a prostitution thing um and so he follows them to the bathroom and he opens the door and he opens the door to the stall and so yeah the man's touching his own head to get the hair to grow he's also on his knees Uh, he's on his knees so that carrera can um, also be touching his head because that's her grift. It's not she has magic powers. It's that she has magic hands. Um, and it looks like he's going down on her in a bathroom stall. And Gappy walks in on that. And Araki sure loves those jokes, I guess. Araki's very horny in part eight. Part eight's great. It is very horny. But it's good, despite that. For anyone that's been any part up to before eight, you might be thinking, hey, all of JoJo's is horny. <laughs> part eight's worse. <laughs> Or better. I don't know what you want. Part eight is shaping up to be my favorite part, but it's profoundly horny. Wow. I'm a big part eight respecter. I know there are some big part eight disrespecters out there, but I like it. 
Deluxe. I also like Love Love Deluxe's ability, and I give it an A. I gave it an A as well. Nice. What do you give it for versatility? Versatility, I gave I gave it a B, but I'd go with A, actually. No, I also went with the B. I think that if it was permanent, it would have an A. Okay, that's fair. But I leave it with a B. Um, Understandability is also an A. It, it just got hair powers. And yeah, reference. Reference. Okay, let, let me explain. Let me explain. <laughs> Wait. Me so at, at first we were going to talk about like the song Love Deluxe, because there is no song Love Love Deluxe. But according to the JoJo's wiki, the namesake of Love Love Deluxe as a reference is a reference to Love Deluxe as the part four stand. <laughs> so what is your overall quick glance of ranking of Love Deluxe from part four? I was trying to make another Love Live joke and you sandbagged me so hard. No, <laughs> no more, damn it. My overall ranking, my flash ranking of Love Deluxe from part four is... My X Factor from Love Deluxe for Part 4 would be a C. So that's my reference score for Love Love Deluxe. Mine would be a D. I hate it. <laughs> now, do you hate it because of the user or because of what it does? Both. She's weird and she uses it and it looks gross. It's cool. It's like Junji Ito shit, though. It's it's gross. It's, it's only got a 10 meter radius. Short range. Bad. But it's only her. But it's her hair. Yeah, gross. To okay, to iterate quickly because we are just kind of talking about it. Love Deluxe from Part Four. The stand is the user's hair. She can cause it to grow. She can cause it to grab. She can cause it. She can just manipulate it like they are appendages. And she can take her hair and she can implant it into your head and then control your hair. It's bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's you know it is bad. I'll, I'll drop it to a D. I just need to remember to give it that X factor when we actually talk about it or this whole thing is going to fall apart. No, fuck it. We don't have to be consistent at all. We do. We have, we have to be one thing, at least. I will never I will never claim to be consistent. Yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> but yeah, I give X factor an A. I like it a lot. I give it a B. Okay. It's a very part eight stand, which isn't a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. Part 8 stands are cool. But as much as I love, 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 love. Love, 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 love. Yeah. Bo, 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 bo. Metallica wins. Isn't, wait, isn't that what Bo, isn't Bo, 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 bo's whole shtick just love deluxe? I think so. I think, isn't it just as must? I haven't watched a show in probably 15 years i didn't either i watched it like i watched an episode of it when i was in middle school and it feels like a fever dream i remember i think i liked it i don't know leave me alone we got a hard yes that is what it does but no yeah you're right despite my desire to continue making love live deluxe jokes into the future metallica is gonna move forward and tonight wait yeah that's how it goes i don't know leave me alone Darkness imprisoning me. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, I don't even know what song that is. Isn't that one? Is it? I don't remember that. I think so. Yeah, that's my favorite joke from Super Best Friends. But yeah, that's that's an episode of Standoff, baby. Wow, we, we did it. We got Superfly moving forward. We got Metallica going forward. Lots of metal, lots of synergy. Lots of hey, a little behind the scenes. We're a little like late in recording this, so it's it's we're recording this like the Saturday before it comes up. 
fine. I'm just, I just want to, I'm transparent, all right? Life is hard, and it's hard to get out of a dorm where people are always listening to or watching Family Guy and Curb Your Enthusiasm on full blast. Oh, no. What, what, family Guy on one side, Curb Your Enthusiasm on the other. That's not good audio quality. No, that sounds cursed. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm I'm glad you were able to make it out for this, though. Um, So, yeah, Metallica takes all the iron out of Love, Love, Deluxe, and it suffocates and dies. And like we said, Superfly Trap Chocolate Disco. And that's it. That's the episode. We did it. Cue the music. Just kidding. Next episode, the matchups are going to be In a Silent Way versus Oh Lonesome Me. And vitamin C versus scary monsters. Um, Kingdom, can people find you online? I hope not. Oh, okay. Uh, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Actually, no, fuck it. We talked about Yu-Gi-Oh earlier this episode. Follow my my friend on YouTube <laughs> and Twitter. It's Sir Eminon. He does a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. He just got like 650 subscribers on YouTube. He's awesome. Hell yeah, follow Sir Eminon. I think his Twitter is Sir Eminon underscore. Yeah, you can. And that's what? E-M-M-A-N-O-N. It's no name backwards. Oh. He's not that creative. That's. I mean, I didn't figure that out. So I've seen it. He's in our Discord. I've seen it. And I haven't seen it written out. Speaking of which, join our Discord. You can find the link to that in our pinned tweet on our Twitter, which is at Standoff Podcast. And plug yourself too, dang it. I was about to. You can find me on Twitter at Real Katsune Miku. That's like Hatsune Miku, but with a K instead of an H. I. It's one of the three places I retweet every meme Plakwas makes for us. One of the three places. I have too many Twitters. I need to sort that out. Please give us a rating on iTunes if you feel so inclined. That's how we feed ourselves. That's how we feed our children. I don't. Sure. I don't either. But if we say it, then they'll give us ratings. We don't make money from this. I don't want money. I want clout. I want clout. Dang it. It's my clout and I want it now. Forgot to say it last episode, but it's always in the show notes. Our music is by Nice Wizard Music. Link to um, his Twitter in the show notes. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. So thank you for listening. And as always, until next time, stand proud. proud.